I don't know. I just felt like I've always wanted to do something creative, just do something different, do something that's original, something that um, is completely from me. Hello, welcome to Negative Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leo Lem. And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. Meet Gwaich for joining us today, and it's a special day. We'll get into that later. But first off, uh, Native Lights is at its core a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Each and every week, we have wonderful conversations with great guests. Uh, we talk to them about their gifts and how they share their gifts with the community. And it centers around, you know, finding purpose and we're amplifying voices today in a different setting, Leah. What's going on? Yeah, we are outside. We are amplifying voices from the Four Sisters Farmer's Market. We're here in the parking lot of Pow Wow Grounds and the Native American Community Development Institute in the Phillips neighborhood of Minneapolis. It is a warm one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad we have this, uh, you know, this tent, this massive tent that we're under. Um, because I would certainly be melting if we didn't. So. I think you are melting. I, I'm partially fact, melted. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at you now. You're struggling. We'll see, we'll see uh, where I'm at in a couple hours from now. But yeah. <laughs> but there's a bunch of tents. I see jewelry. I see plants. I see handcrafted things. Mm -hmm. I see books. And amazing people. And we're right in the mm -hmm. thick of it. We're right in the middle. <laughs> I got my iced coffee from Pow Wow Ground, so I'm cooling off. Maybe that's what you need. I might I might have to do that. Um, once the coffee from earlier <laughs> goes down a little bit and I'm, I need a second helping. But yeah, how you doing, Lee? I, how was the drive? I, I know you had to travel. That's to right. In. I took my war pony down from <laughs> Grand Rapids down to Minneapolis here this morning and I, I go back tonight, you know, yeah. as we record this now, yes. it is my kid's last day of school. Oh, so yes. So it's a big deal. So mm -hmm. I had to give him hugs and kisses and wish him a good day and all of that stuff. So it's, it's a special day, but, but he knows. Mama, mama got to work. I'm already mm -hmm. seeing some books that he might enjoy. Oh, yeah. Kids books out here. Actually, he likes... All kinds of books, whatever age. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, because our dad will buy him books with, you know, dragons and very oh, I, exciting content in it. <laughs> if there's a dragon involved, I'm, I'm usually on board <laughs> for sure. But yeah, no, uh, I'm just curious, Leah, you mm. know, what, what do farmer's markets mean to you? And, you know, how do you relate with them? Yeah, I love a good farmer's market and Four Sisters Farmer's Market is one of those that I have come to, I think, yeah. since it started. Uh, it means to me that we can buy produce and source our produce and food and goods from local creators, yeah. from entrepreneurs. And it's just, it's special because a lot of stuff is handmade. There's a lot of care put into the products here. Yeah. And I like that it it gets to the core uh, theme of our show, which is sharing gifts. And these people are out here literally sharing their products, their food, their handmade items mm -hmm. uh, with the community. And it's, mm -hmm. it's great. All right. Well, let's hop to it. Yeah. Mm 
Buju, Awanakwe Indigenous Cause, Migazi Dame, Gawababi Gani Kagandunjaba. My English name is Marcy Brendan. I'm White Earth citizen living in Minneapolis. Wonderful, Marcy. It's so great to see you again in person in this person, time. Like flesh and, flesh and bone or whatever, however they That's say right, that, right? Not over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Live in person. It's, it's really wonderful. And what brought us together? The Four Sisters Farmer's Market. That's right. What? How, how are you enjoying the day here? It's, it's a good day. It's, this is the first day and we have the Pretendians play. I mean, it's, it's exciting in a certain kind of way because... Yep. You know, like everybody's inside all winter, then boom, all of a sudden we're out here in 90 degree heat with people buying stuff. Yeah, it's good. Yep. And do you have a booth here? I have a table, yes, with, and I'm selling my books and I did some decorated jean jacket things. And then my granddaughter has her dream catchers that she made. Yeah. That's so great. So you do so much stuff. I mean, art and writing <laughs> and, you know, in the community. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a bit, are you going to be around Four Sisters Farmer's Market all summer? I should be here as much as I can every Thursday. And if I'm not here, my granddaughter, Siguan, will be here set up and selling for us. Because we also have the honey. I forgot to mention that. Um, I have a granddaughter that has hives in my backyard and we sell honey. So, yeah, it, it's a family thing. Yeah, Great. So what are you up to this summer? What sort of art are you working on? Well, I'm working on book four for the Cash Black Bear series. We don't have a title for it yet. And then I have a, what's called a standalone novel that should come out in the fall or spring of 2024-2025. Um, again, no title, but it's... It's a contemporary novel set up around Duluth, up that area. Um, I guess that one's worked on. That's not what I'm working on. (laughs) Uh, I'm working on a poetry book. Yeah, right now, just working on getting it in shape to get published. Mm -hmm. Great. So the titles come last? Is that what happens? The majority of the things that I write get titled with the help of whatever marketing department of whatever publisher I'm working with because I am terrible at writing titles. Gotcha. They are difficult. I know for even Native Lights and Minnesota Native News coming up with the titles, it's hard. It takes a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And the marketing department will give us, you know, like 10 or 20 titles and then we pick through and go back and forth. So I have input. It's just easier on my mind to have someone else start the process. Now, the way I can relate to that is song titles, because I can write a song, but when it comes to song titles, I don't even know where to start, <laughs> right. where to end. Um, but you mentioned, you know, your granddaughters are out here. Just can you talk about how fantastic it is to have this family uh, business, uh, you know, all the family involved and at the market here? Yeah, my daughter is here, and she has um, different tinctures and different jellies and jams. And then my granddaughter, Siguan, she has body products, you know, um, lotions and different things like that. Then my other granddaughter has the honey, and then my other granddaughter has the dream catchers. And I think that oftentimes in Indian country, we don't have like this idea that we can do a business. And I know that these are like teeny tiny businesses, but it it's encouraging. You know, it gives the kids some money 
spending money. It gives them something to do. It gives them a picture of what's possible, I think, even though it's minuscule compared to, I don't know, owning a construction company or something. For the listeners who haven't heard our episode with you, could you quickly talk about, uh, you know, what got you into uh, being an author and writing books and all that? Okay, so I've always loved writing. No one told me that I could grow up and be a native writer of books. Um, so I was kind of old when I first started, like, seeking publication. Um, but I'd, I'd already had, you know, I was writing. I was writing poetry. I was writing short stories. And I was interested in writing for crime because that's what I read. And so once I started, once I decided that I would write books, I decided to write the crime novels. And Jim Northrup was my first mentor in terms of novel writing. Um, Buffy Sedlicek was a mentor from the through the Playwright Center um, for my plays. Um, you know, so I've had a lot of encouragement since I started doing this to to keep going. And people love the books, so I'll just yeah. Short version, very short version. So I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. What is what draws you to the crime genre? Um, it's what I read. Uh, and I think because of the oppression in Indian country, it's so hard on us all of the time that for whatever reason, it seems like, like, like you read these things and you think, oh, well, that could never happen. Or, yeah, something like that just happened. And so it's, there's some kind of validation about the struggle that so many of us live through, I think. And where can we learn more about your work? Do you have a website? I have a website. It's just marcyrendon.com. Hey, perfect. <laughs> yeah. You got it before anybody else did. All right. You claimed the name. Cool. Well, Chimigwech, Marcy right. Rendon, yeah, thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat at the market today. All right. Good to see you. Boujou, you're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today's episode was recorded at the Four Sisters Farmers Market in Minneapolis during the first market of the season in early June. The Four Sisters Farmers Market happens every Thursday during the summer from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's located in the parking lot of the Native American Community Development Institute at the intersection of Franklin and 15th Avenues. Uh, my name's Janet Court. We're here telling people about the great win from um, that the East Phillips community has had, uh, that the city of Minneapolis has finally been forced by the legislature to sell the roof depot um, building to, and the land around it to the community uh, so that they can build their dream of an urban farm, uh, solar uh, garden, and uh, community resources for the that the community needs desperately. There's going to be uh, housing resources. Um, there's going to be uh, jobs, uh, both jobs there and, and also um, job training. We're looking at the community needs. This, we're hoping for this to be uh, community run. The community is who has fought for this for those eight years. We want them to reap the benefits of it. So it's what they need. That sounds great. And how long have you have you been fighting for this? We've been we've been fighting for eight years for this, and so the city thought they could they could wear the community down. Um, they spent a lot of money on on fighting us, um, but the community is held solid and tenacious. 
<laughs> uh, certainly. Uh, could you talk about you know the, the missions behind uh, this? Uh, the missions are to uh, reduce pollution in the neighborhood. This is the worst asthma. It also has one of the worst uh, traffic deaths in the state. So it's to uh, make this a, a like every every community should be a wonderful community to live in. We want to make this community a wonderful community to live in as well. And how are you enjoying the market so far? We are enjoying the market. It's been great. People have been dropping by. A lot of people know about us. People are happy about the win. Some new people uh, just finding out about yeah. it. Uh, it's great that you guys are out here educating people and uh, letting them know what's up. <laughs> um, and you can go to epnifarm.org for more. That's correct. Well, thank you so much for your work in the community. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Thomas Draskovic. I'm the lead singer, songwriter, and uh, rhythm guitar player for Pretendians. I'm Hunkpapa Lakota and Wachpekute Dakota, enrolled member of uh, Standing Rock Nation. I'm Christine Bartizal. I am the drummer for Pretendians Band. I am an enrolled member of Crow Creek. You guys just uh, finished up a powerful set in the sun here. Uh, what was it like? What was it like, uh, you know, playing at the market here? It was great because uh, I used to work in this community for quite a while before I uh, went over across the river to St. Paul. So it was great to run into a lot of people that I've, I've known for like the last 25 years. And um, just being back in the, in the neighborhood here was great. And being asked to come out to a venue like this, you know, um, and being around the people itself and, uh, you know, sharing our, our vision with them. I was just, it was a blessing. Yeah. And it's, and personally, we, we haven't played together for like a few months, so it's been really great that we got a chance to come out and just jam out for the people, yeah. Uh, when you mention your vision, what, uh, what does that mean? Well, it's like, you know, we, we tell our story from a very layered, nuanced, indigenous perspective. You know, it's like, um, we kind of have our own take on everything, and we want people to hear it, you know? So like, you know, for me, I'm an educator. Um, and for me, it's like, that's a lot of what I write about is trying to educate people about indigenous, you know, modern indigenous, you know, people and just kind of show them there's, there's, there's different approaches to telling your story. And so our music reflects that, that, you know, we're not out there in the, oh, you're in a native band. Do you play the hand drum? Do you play a flute? You know, and actually I do play those things, but no, I'm not in my band. You know what I mean? So it's just something that we like to just kind of basically tell our, our own story in our own way. Wonderful. So how about you tell us a bit about what you're up to this summer? Yeah, sure. This is our first, uh, like I said, time together after we uh, recorded a new album up north um, with Rich Madsen. Um, and we just got the final uh, mixes of that and we're pretty happy with it. So we're going to start putting some things together to support that and kind of push that out. So the next thing that we're up to this summer is going to be for, I think, Trickster Tacos uh, for their um, anniversary show. And and then in August, we have another one coming up then. And so right now, those are the things that are coming up. And just, uh, like I said, we kind of are on a mini hiatus, and then now we're kind of getting ourselves back into the groove. Buju, you're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today's episode was recorded at the Four Sisters Farmers Market in Minneapolis during the first market of the season in early June. The Four Sisters Farmer's Market happens every Thursday during the summer from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
It's located in the parking lot of the Native American Community Development Institute at the intersection of Franklin and 15th Avenues. Here are Pretendians singing For the Sun off their self-titled album. was Pretendians singing For the Sun from their self-titled album. Well, I want to talk just a little bit about musicianship and uh, where did you get your musician spark? Oh, wow. From the stars. There you go. I love you know, it. We're all made of stardust. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know, I just felt like I've always wanted to do something creative mm-hmm. and to 
just do something different and um, do something that's original, something that um, is completely from me. And then finding other people that have that same kind of spark to be like, we're going to come together as complete independent people, but as we come together, we're going to create this very solid front and this very solid, like, together, really strong push. So for me, I just, I just, I just always love performing, so, yeah. Who are your influences? Oh, my influences, uh, Be Real. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, like, just native bands, like, even moving here, like, um, Keith Sokola, we mentioned him earlier. He was a huge influence on me, and he's one of the people that kind of just, just, he just wraps his, his arms around you and be like, hey, come on, man, come up here, here, here's my guitar, why don't you play a song? You know, and you're like, oh, cool, all right. You know, things like that, and then, like, of course, like, the old school, like, Redbone kind of stuff, you know, and, um, but, you know, I also love a lot of metal, uh, you know, uh, Metallica when I was growing up, Megadeth, and uh, things of that nature. So, speaking of Redbone, last summer, we were asked to play a Native American music festival in Washington State on the Yakima Res called Tribal Palooza. And it, the headliner was going to be Jambone, who are the surviving members of Redbone. So we went out there and played that, and we had wow. a blast. Yeah. It was really fun. Excellent. Really how good about time. you? Do you have musical influences, drummer influences, perhaps? Everybody I hear play drums is an influence. But but I like, you know, some of my favorites are like Neil Peart. I think he's amazing. Neil Peart? Yeah. I like Rush. <laughs> but I was a band nerd starting up, so I played clarinet up cool. until 12th grade so that was and I lived in the country so music was all I had and so I just branched out into teaching myself how to play drums and guitar and I'm actually a songwriter and um, have played in bands where I front and play guitar and sing too cool, so cool. and then we met I think in 2013 or 2014 and um, they needed a drummer and we just started kind of hanging out at our practice space and that's how we kind of, kind of came to be. It just happened organically. We all met at the, the right time. Excellent. So. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, it looks like your guitarist is back here hanging out. How's it going? All right. What's your name? Al, Al Grande. And uh, what brought you to the Pretendians? Well, Thomas and I were in a previous band called uh, The People's Chariot, and then that disintegrated. Okay. And then we just started a new band with, with nice. Christine. <laughs> and Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. How about your influences? What are some um, of your influences? I like a guitarist music? named Mark Rabot and David Gilmore. And they're like no, just noisy guitar players. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded great. I know it's warm, but you made it through. Yep. Excellent. Cool. Um, and what do you have any gigs this summer? Um, yeah, well, it's to be announced where it's going to be, the Trick or Tacos okay. thing. Yep, that's and then right. uh, this guy over there asked us to play at his garden around the solstice. I... Ooh. Don't exactly know what that entails, but we'll find out. Um, could you just, uh, before we uh, uh, let you go, could you talk about just one of your uh, songs that, uh, you know, mean the most to you or something that, you know, just talk about a song that you like that you've done that, you know, you like. I would probably say the song that we started our set with, uh, The 38. Um, that's a dedication to our ancestors uh, that were hung in Mankato, Minnesota after the U.S. Dakota War of 1862. Um, so I was talking about them, and that's pretty much how uh, we were come from South Dakota because our families were put into exile after the standing up for themselves and fighting for their survival, basically, of our people. And they got, you know, shipped out of here, so uh, exiled. And so we're technically living here as uh, refugees. 
And so I wanted to speak to that uh, strength of our people that no matter what you do to us, individually or collectively, you're not going to get rid of us. And we're always going to be here and we're going to speak our truth no matter what. Wow. And so to me, that's, that song means a lot because it's the strength of our ancestors that, that kept us going as a people. And I want to honor that and show that uh, we're going to continue on and we're going to keep progressing forward no matter what they do. So, yeah, that means a lot. Um, and uh, there was one more band member that we ha haven't been able to talk to. Uh, could you just quickly tell us uh, the bass player? Sure. Her name is Jill Bartizal, and she plays bass locally, and she plays bass in a lot of other bands. Um, we acquired her talent last summer, I think. August. I think it was August. Yep. August, she, she came to, to, to play with Pretendian's band, and it was she's been, I think one of the best additions to our group. I mean, she's just amazing. She's so good, very intuitive, and it's the bass player we always should have had. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your music today, and not only that, but, you know, bringing awareness with your, with your songs today. So thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Weak Gemini, Yamani-san, Shagalohakin, Kiksuyapo. By the poison of hate Ramsey soldiers killed in 38 The land of our own was a settler's power While the Cortez died at the whim of the cowards And it's useless now by Olympian speed While you're on a hard treat as if it never your vehicle So you keep those in that cell Do have that truth Big city builders Let the corners go Keep those in that cell Do please the masses Sell and sing our people Till time passes, corporate projects due to the trade. Put our earth on her last leg. Her mother was alive, but now she's a black. Her generations of victims etched down her back. That's it to our people now, fading fast. From being put in the book to being shelved and passed. So you keep them in that cell. To have that truth. Big city builders. Look at what they've done. You keep them in that cell. To please the masses. Silencing our people till the time passes. Did you think you could take it? The cycle of violence kills those who make it. Let them eat grass and they are part of nature. Now two steps, that is from a lustful creature. I trick you with the games that you make doing snares. But the lessons of a 38, I'm prepared to take back what's ours. 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 take back what's ours. That was The 38 by The Pretendians. Yeah. Amazing people today, amazing music. What are you thinking, Cole? Yeah, it's been really great today getting into the community. Uh, I, I, you know, it's been a treat to see people face-to-face -face, um, and, you know, just and seeing some familiar faces. I know. You know it's it's so fun because, you know, I, I drove down from Grand Rapids three-plus hours away, mm -hmm. and I just see... A friendly face after another. Hey, Buju, Arnie, like, what's going on? And, you know, this this is really, like, the heart of the community yeah. um, here in the uh, American Indian Cultural Corridor. 
it's so lovely to see people that you know. And it's like, you could go here. And that's what I loved about like powwow grounds, all my relations, art gallery and this area here is you could go here by yourself mm -hmm. and know that you're going to run into somebody that yeah. you know. And that's why I encourage anybody who hasn't gone here, or even if you've been here multiple times, yeah. come check it out. <laughs> powwow grounds, Knack D, the all my relations gallery and four sisters farmers market. Mm -hmm. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Gigawabamin. Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.